Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast. Hello. Oh, you got a new phone case. I did. Yes. I my phone has been unphone cased for like three months, <laughs> but I bought a new one that came with a dual layer screen. But I didn't know it was dual layer, so I only have one. So that's cool. <laughs> and I didn't realize huh. the phone case came with screens because I bought a phone screen separately. So I wasted money on that part. And that is my fault. Well, usually you don't, though. You're right, though. Unless they do now. I haven't bought a, po- a phone like or a phone case in like 500 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to narrow it down to five for each of us. Um, but I think we can do it. <laughs> There's... A lot of news that happened this past week. Some good. Some, or one in particular, not so good. But I don't know if we're going to talk about that one. Um, do you want to start? you want me to start? Yeah, you should start. Okay, so um, this one's like two weeks old, but I kind of forgot to talk about it. So Ryan Reynolds sold Mint Mobile to T-Mobile for $1 billion. Yeah. $1 billion. And, um, I don't know if all that money went to him or what. Probably did. Cool. He's a billionaire. (laughs) He's a billionaire. he's probably going to still be doing the advertising for them. Yeah. Um, so T-Mobile also bought Sprint within the past, like, two years. So I think they're just buying up competition. They're buying themselves a little monopoly, you know? Um, they're already the biggest, so why not just own more, you know? <laughs> like, cool, that's cool. See, I switched to Mint, because T-Mobile was expensive. Lo and behold, I just bought T-Mobile, <laughs> or Mint Mobile anyways. Um, that's what a lot of the Twitter comments were. Well, <laughs> that was the reason why I was with you in the first place. But, well, yeah. that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, so I think Sprint was a merger, while Mint is just more of an acquisition. So I think their prices might still be the same. Yeah. So like Mint Mobile might be its own separate thing. It's just owned by them. And they'll get money from it. I guess. But I don't know. What, That's what's the point of buying that? I know. They just bought a spokesperson in Ryan Reynolds, basically. They didn't have one, but they're still like the biggest, so I don't know. Um... But yeah, that sucks. See, I don't have that $15 a month because I bought unlimited data. But uh, the $15 a month one is only 2 gigabytes and no hotspot. I have a hotspot and other stuff. But no, that sucks. I was not. I saw that news. They they emailed me. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> My face. Oh, fuck. Um... All right, I'll keep going. John Wick 4 premiered this this weekend, and it made bank. It's the biggest opening of the series. It's the biggest opening worldwide. Um, despite it being nearly three hours, this is still the biggest one. So, my God. I, I think producers are wrong. I don't think time has anything to do with it. I just think you have to keep them invested and... Uh, you'll probably talk about it later because you watched it. I'm sure. I did watch it. John Wick manages to do it. Do what? Well, make 
like keep people invested. Oh, throughout the whole thing. This, I mean, the the biggest movies on the all time are all pretty decently long. Titanic is yep. The top way six. Too well, not not top six highest because I mean, Forest Awakens is only like two hours, but like the top three are all three hour movies. So. You know, you know, like, it's not about the, it's not about the length, it's about the pacing. It's about the commitment. Unless it's probably, like, four hours. I don't think people would have watched Zack Snyder's Justice League in the theaters. Some people did. There was, like, a release for it, kind of. But, no, I agree. The average people, no. The average folks did not. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. It made like 137, 138 million. It, like, it keeps doubling its opening weekend each time, basically. John Wick 3 opened at like, oh, wasn't it like 90 million worldwide? And this is like 140 almost. Like, it keeps getting bigger, you know, despite them getting longer as well, so. I mean, my theater was packed. I went to the biggest screen I could, and I was, like, lucky to have two seats next to me that weren't open. But, like, the entire theater was packed, right? People actually wanted to go see it, which I think makes me happy because it's not gross Marvel. (laughs) Like, I saw Ant-Man on a big screen, and that was, like, a fourth full I go to that same screen and it's completely full, both on opening weekends. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty maybe, cool. Maybe the average consumer actually cares about the quality of their products, maybe, possibly. <laughs> well, that's... John Wick won't make as much money as Ant-Man, I no. don't think. Ant-Man's already at like $400 million, despite its poor reviews. So, John Wick 3 only reached $330 million total worldwide so this might break like close to 400 but it's not gonna be like a huge thing you know plus it's got D and mario as competition the next two weeks so the drops i think could be pretty significant D. well D is only supposed to is only really looking at 25 to 30 which isn't too big but mario is gonna be fucking massive Illumination already makes bank, let alone Mario. Let alone Nintendo. Nintendo? <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> Even if it's shit, it's... Gonna make bank. Like, I'm talking billion dollars pretty easy, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So yeah, John Wick's up against that. But those three movies will have the rest of April, because, like, nothing's coming out until Guardians. In May. So... Um, I can't comes out so soon. And yeah, it comes out in two weeks. Let's go. See, we've been we've been eating pretty good. Right? <laughs> we had John Wick. I liked Shazam 2. You'll probably talk about it. Um we had What else did we have? We had another Oh, Creed. That that popped off. That was pretty good. We we um Well, I guess we did it, Ant Man. Ant Man was fine, but but like we've been eating pretty good we've been eating pretty good we'll continue to eat good you know um okay do you want to talk about jonathan majors mention it just quickly 
Yeah. Some stuff it's, has it's added since we had a slightly heated discussion about it on Discord. I haven't seen it since I haven't seen anything since yesterday I checked on my break and it was just the military pulled ads. They because he was doing advertisements with the military or the I think it was the army, but they just pulled their their his ads. Oh. And they're like we'll we'll see how this plays out. So basically it was the, it was Saturday the news broke with yeah. the super extremely reliable source TMZ yeah. and they he was arrested and a woman was in the hospital and you know his lawyers were obviously like yeah no this isn't this this didn't happen he this this isn't true I'm like well of course you would say that you wouldn't admit to assault so yeah no obviously and then the next day I think yesterday they mentioned that, oh, we have video evidence, you know, the driver, because they were in a car or a cab, uh, attests to the fact that it wasn't him. Their statement claimed that she was the aggressor and he was the victim, which I thought was an interesting strategy. <laughs> I thought was an interesting strategy. Um, well, even if she was like being a bit rude, I don't think that gives him a right to assault assault her. her now if maybe she some hit first like maybe but and the thing is there have been a lot of people that have worked with him that have like agreed with the woman like this situation like he'll probably get away with it knowing josh the... brolin did in 2005 he did yeah casey affleck you know harvey weinstein got away with a bunch of terrible shit for like three decades you know like People in Hollywood, for some reason, get away with awful shit. I think Ezra Miller's gonna get off the case even after The Flash. It's ridiculous. It's ri yeah. Speaking, of but I will say, I think some stuff was debunked with them. Like I, I think the thing with him wearing a bulletproof vest and driving around the country was proved to be false. But so, uh, Ezra Miller, there's there's yeah. enough about him. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, a, video, a bunch of videos of him assaulting people. I and think strangling like at least women. Two. <laughs> yeah, like... But no, he's the lead of a superhero. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like, my argument was that, like, he's gonna get away with it, but I still don't really... Like, it sucks, too. He had a great career, and it looked like there was a lot of promising stuff, but, you know, after what happened, I just don't trust anyone that you, you like in the industry that's basically all you gotta say um and it's it's not surprising it's coming out now because he is taking off and i'm sure his ego is getting to him well I'm that and like there have been directors Hollywood. and like other actors that he's not only abusive in like his personal life but on set as well yeah i heard about that too so th like and then there, you know there's statements from like michael b jordan that are like yeah, we're going to make a bunch of movies together. And it's like, well, he must have known if he's like this on set. So is he just like enabling it or like not caring? A lot of people do that, sadly. And it's like a, a, a problem. Especially you know? in Hollywood, yeah. So I think no matter what, he'll be fine. Which sucks to say because there is a person in the hospital and his abusive behavior will probably continue. I don't think he'll change in a week. You know, his statement will be like, I did not do that. But if I did, I'm better now. <laughs> like, that's, like, 
people don't change in a week, you know. If any, if anything, yeah, the best we can hope is, a, I don't, is a situation where ten years down the road he possibly changes, but people still blame him for what he did back then. And I think this is gonna hurt a lot of his movies going forward. But I don't really care enough about that. I'm just hoping the woman is okay. It's allegedly his girlfriend, but. What the the statement said, it was a woman that he, like, like an ex-girlfriend, but the initial review said it was his girlfriend. So, like, there's a lot of details up in the open still. But honestly, it sucks, because I considered him, like, what, like one of the generation's best, and then this happened. And <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> that, that's not great. And you can sort of discuss, like, all the art versus the artist. But, like, if your view of the artist is tainted, it's not going to really matter, I feel like. But you can have a discussion about that. Either way, well, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, you can, you can... Some people are... Yeah, some people can... Do... Are able to see the artist and are like, I don't really like this because of what they did. Or, yeah. I don't like the artist because they're off an awful person. I'm trying That's to why people don't like example. Woody Allen. Yeah, like some people Woody might Allen. like his movies, but they don't like Woody Allen. You know, like that happens. You know, but I guess I don't know. It sucks, and it's kind of like shitty. Be giga, like I don't like Rick and Morty because I don't like Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh yeah, the stuff came. That out. also happened. <laughs> that also. Oh happened. yeah, th yeah, that happened. He. It's like, ah, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. But his tweet with his statement, his one word was justice. I'm like, shut the fuck. <laughs> fuck you. What about all the, what about your uh, wife that you have abused? Because that was just one, one, and that was the grooming minors. Mm. Yeah. That true. had uh, documented text and people like, look at all these fake SMS apps. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. But also it could be true weird because all of them he had the same he was talking the same way talking like rick rick uh, which is kind of <clears throat> kind of even more weird. still a piece of shit though yeah i got there's so much more but i'm all, i'm just gonna leave it with two so um they're rebooting hitchcock's vertigo yep. with robert downey jr um i've not seen vertigo i know blasphemy i'll watch it before the remake comes out um I think Robert just wants an Oscar. So he's like, ah, oh, what if I remake one of the classics with me as the star? Like, you couldn't just make something new and do that? Um, is it and just if, Robert Downey Jr. attached right now? Right now, it's just Yeah, because I just heard about Robert, so... Um, and then, of course, the biggest one. Tommy Wiseau's new movie. <laughs> oh. He, he has a new movie, dropped a trailer called Big Shark. It's about a big shark. <laughs> oh, shit. This is going to be some Kino. Oh, Tommy Wiseau's going to make another banger, you know? I'm I'm excited to see Big Shark from acclaimed director, Tommy Wiseau. Um, of course, there's more news than that, but I'll let you do your five. They're, they're remaking The Room, too, in case you heard. Oh, yeah, 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 with Bob Lee. I don't know. Um, Isn't that for charity? Or did I misread that? That is. I thought there was a reason that they were remaking the room. 
I could be wrong. That is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, the Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, directors are directing an episode of Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. Just and then people off. were like, shills! You, you're shills! And they're like, you know, if we don't direct stuff, we don't get health insurance. And so... Yeah, that's know. true. But here's, here's also the thing. Here's the thing. Apparently, they're going to announce three new movies at the... Uh, uh, at their Star Wars showcase or whatever. And then... We only know of two of those so far. Which two are they? There's Taika, and then there's one that's rumored to be coming from um, the Captain Marvel... Uh, no, not Captain Marvel, the Miss Marvel people. Oh! Well, that could be pretty cool. Because so. those directors did um, Batgirl, but that got canned, so... Oh, they did that? Yeah. They did Batgirl, too? Yeah. Oh. Or they did. They tried to do that. <laughs> saying that third one could be them, but probably not. Yeah. Um, also, also in canceled. that same post where the da- or this was Daniel Kwan, one of the two Daniels. I don't know if the other one's on social media, but I know Daniel Kwan is. He's like, yeah, you know, if we don't direct anything, we don't get health insurance. <laughs> um, but he did mention that they are working on their next original idea from Daniels. So that's exciting. You know, we got to check out Swiss Army Man. Um, <laughs> Wait, they did that? Yeah, that was them. It looks funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but they also, they they got their start in music videos. So they did the Turn Down For What music video. Yeah. And I didn't know this because I'm an idiot. But like, I found out later. And Daniel Kwan is like the main guy in the music video. And I just never noticed. I'm like, oh shit, those guys won Oscar. What the fuck? It went from turn down to what? To the biggest Oscar sweep in history? Well, no. In 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 this decade, the biggest Oscar sweep this decade. Lord of the Rings has four more Oscars than that. Oh. That has eleven. Oh. Well, even Slumdog Millionaire won more eight. Widely. It's the biggest sweep this decade. The biggest sweep of all time. No. Goes to Michael Morbius. Dr. Michael Morbius. Uh, Oscars. They're making a God of War-inspired uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. Michelangelo. <laughs> they said RPG, and I'm like, could you get rid of that word? <laughs> People lost the meaning of action-adventure RPG. Like, everything is action-adventure RPG. That's, they should just AARPG. It's like AARP, but you add the G at the end. <laughs> You're role playing as Michelangelo. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. I because they're probably looking at the they're looking at the gameplay. I heard for God of War, a lot of people are. Dragon Age is apparently doing it. Uh, the Kotor Ew, remake. Dragon is Age. The Kotor remake is gonna do it. Yeah, a lot of people are just like God of War gets praised. So why not we just copy the combat? And then no one's done it yet. Yeah. It'll like, happen. It'll happen. We wait. Yeah, yeah. And Neo 2 also, I guess, had influence. Neo 2? Didn't that come out? No, Neo 2 came out in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like a year later. That's interesting. I have a lot of news. Um, bullshit. They'll pick the best ones. <laughs> you pick the uh, best ones. That one's not surprised. Surprising. Oh, you should talk about the lady that left Marvel. That yeah, that one. yeah, I'll t- talk about the, the lady that left Marvel. I think that's kind of funny. Victoria Alonso. Like for her later, name. they said they said because she was helping another studio. 
I thought. So there's been a lot of Victoria Alonso is one of the presidents of Marvel or one of like the the big head head honchos of Marvel Studios. So the initial report was that she helped with a lot of the VFX and it was because of her that a lot of it looked bad and people thought she was like a tyrant. But then a later report said it was because she helped make Argentina 1985. But I'm like, why would that get her fired? <laughs> why would, why would, ah, yes, Disney's going to be pissed that one of their people produced an Oscar nominated movie. Ah, shucks. You know, like that didn't make sense. And then people were like, no, she's actually super nice. Yeah. I don't know why the, the news said that she's like a tyrant. So it's like, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know why she left or why she was this fired. This is my theory. Okay. Get ready for some big brain uh, conspiracy hat thing. She is a nice person and is nice on set. It's just the, she isn't the one who's like, you have to get all this done now. It's Disney. And Disney's yeah. not going to take blame for Oh, so she's VFX. a scapegoat. So it's like, you're fired. It's your fault. We had nothing to do with this. Goodbye. Mm, scapegoat. And they're just like, Argentina, because you're fired. It's her fault. <laughs> and her career's ruined now. It's like, oh, what? Huh? You're fired. It's not my fault. It's your fault. It's like, why though? What? Because huh? we were trying, we were forcing these movies to go out. We uh, do the VFX wages. We uh, make sure they don't go home to their families. Mm. 20 hours a day. <laughs> oh, what? Your hand's cramping? Put an ice pack on it. <laughs> you think they have, like, robots of uh, of, of Walt Disney in, in the office? <laughs> Just, like, work slaves. Work. <laughs> they have, like, a taser if they're not working. <laughs> it's, it's a failed... Ex or would they be like dystopian guards with like Mickey Mouse helmets instead? <laughs> like it's like the neon light shit that you'd find, like the with the like the, the cyberpunk helmets or whatever. Oh shit! Sure. This is like the dubstep helmets at like rave parties and stuff. <laughs> oh damn! Hell yeah! Um. Oh, I gotta load up the BAFTA. Hold on. You want to talk about Zack Snyder real quick or um, Kanye West? Oh, we should do the Kanye. That, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> he watched 21st Jump Street and he's been cured of anti-Semitism. <laughs> what the fuck? I saw that on Twitter and Christopher Miller's just like, uh, thanks for watching. And like, what the fuck? I am no longer a Nazi because of 21 Jump Street. You should go back in time, show Hitler 21st Jump Street. <laughs> and he'll... What the fuck? Oh my god. The reason why he didn't like Jewish people apparently was because the doctor who diagnosed him with bipolar was Jewish and Pete Davidson comes from Jewish heritage. And the producers who um, uh, didn't like him or whatever were also Jewish. So. Also, he's just like, everything wrong with my life is because of Jewish people. Until Jonah Hill saved me. Now That's, I see the light. I'm no longer a Nazi. I what saw, the fuck? I saw Jonah Hill shoot someone's dick off. Oh I saw him banter with Johnny Depp, and I am now saved. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, 
I've heard a lot of really weird shit, but this is really... This takes the cake, man. This is so dumb. I mean, I guess I'm glad he's not a Nazi anymore, but, like, doesn't he still have a deal with, like, Adidas or Nike or something? I thought he had a deal with the shoe brand, and, like, that, that was, like, pretty anti-Semitic. He owns Yeezys. He owns Yeezys? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so does Kim Kardashian, because he was dumb enough to give her some shares for, like, their anniversary or whatever. Like, Ew. she has plenty of money. You don't need to fucking give her more of your company, bro. Mm -hmm. Close helping, bro. <laughs> oh, well. Is that your last one? I thought you had one more. Mm. Damn. Yeah, there's a... There's, there's pretty quite decent... A there's been... Quite if there's time, we can circle back to it. But I wanted to start with, like, five each. Oh, just, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna count. I don't really care about Counter-Strike, but they finally did something. I guess I'll do a funny Zack Snyder. Um, there's going to be an... Rebel Moon is gonna have two versions. Ooh. An extended R version. Ooh, girl. <laughs> and the regular version that's not R. Uh, I'll just watch the extended one. <laughs> why, why would I waste time on the original? If you have an extended version, you're a bad... If you have an extended, <laughs> if you have an extended version and there's no interference with the studio, you are a bad director. No inter. Oh, because they're like, yeah, we need this extended cut. Or... Like, why is your movie going over five hours? Is it five yeah. hours? I'm just saying, like, it's probably going to be like four hours, right? Why do you need it to be over four hours? There's no reason. Yeah, John Wick Four had a f nearly four hour cut. And I'm like, but from the movie I saw, I really don't know where they cut an hour from. Like, that movie's long as hell. And I'm like, wait, this was four hours? Where did the other hour go? Where the fuck would you put it? Like, I was shocked to hear that info. Like, I'm glad they cut it any longer. And I'd be like, this is way too fucking long. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's not the reviews. It's, it's like. also so funny. Zack Snyder has an extended he cut for it. all of his movies. Yeah. Oh, and he also he also said there's gonna be a, a really big RPG for Rebel Moon coming out too in like six years, developed by Ubisoft. Ooh. That was a joke, but Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying probably really Ooh. dense RPG. It's gonna Is be that what really he said? groundbreaking. Yeah, he like, said there's an RPG. What? It's just Star Wars. What? It's gonna be groundbreaking. Uh, th this is literally just gonna be Star Wars. Like, wh what? Star Wars, but dark and gritty. It's what Star Wars fans want Star Wars to be. So they're excited for Rebel Moon. Well, then Star Wars is continuing to be like Star Wars. And like, why isn't it like my childhood anymore? Why isn't... They want dark and gritty, but the reason why those movies are successful is because they're light and fun. What? That's crazy. That's why them when I tell them Star Wars is successful because they're light and fun. Me when I tell them Star Wars is campy and Baby Yoda can't be dark and gritty and murdering people because he's funny. It's just... Oh, Star Wars is meant for kids? What? Me being a 40-year-old man, maybe, and I can't have my Star... Star Wars fans are idiots. 
We like dunking on them. Star Wars is about redemption, and why do we make fun of characters who have redemption arcs all the time in Star Wars? Fuck. What? 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 They don't like Baby Yoda now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, heaps of localization. Alright, you ready to... So, okay, did you look at the BAFTA nominees? Yeah, I did. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking... You hadn't, so it'd be like a surprise when we talk. Oh, about I'll pretend it. it's a surprise. Well, if you already know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Oh my gosh. Hold on. BAFTA 2023. Game. Game. Nomination. I looked because there was only one nomination I knew, and I'm like, that's good. Gotta win, please. It's too niche oh, to win. Oh, well, it's an win. alphabetical goddamn. <laughs> it's too niche not to win. Alright, so please. animation, do they describe what it is? No. Nope. Okay. Alright, animation. So this is like the cutscenes? Is this art direction? Or is this. What the fuck? What happenings even mean? Okay, whatever. Um, okay, animation. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, God of War, Horizon, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Sifu, and Stray. That is a eclectic lineup. <laughs> that is a that is a funny lineup. What a shit award. <laughs> what is it? What does that even mean? Whatever. Like I don't know what animation. That is so vague. <laughs> like, are, what? Okay. This one is artistic achievement. What the? Fuck so none of these are artistic achievements except for this one award. What does that mean? Like, is that like art direction? Is that like? What? My guess is this is art direction. That's my guess. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden oh. Ring, God of War, Immortality, which didn't have any. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't have any. It looks like humans. It's, it was humans. <laughs> like, okay, Pentiment and Tunic. Like those last two. I would even say, like, Elden Ring and God of War makes sense. Like, Immortality. I think they're just... That's what just throws a wrench into it, if that's supposed to be art direction. Uh, no, I... It's a movie be... art direction and game art direction are so different. It's supposed to be artistic vision game. What does and that mean? Like... like, this one... This next one, like, makes sense. This is audio achievement. Like, you can... You can gather what that's about, right? A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War, Horizon... Metal Hellsinger, Stray, and Tunic. Like Metal this Hellsinger. is, yeah. Like Metal Hellsinger is like kind of a good choice. I'm gonna skip best game, and we'll get to that last. British game because it's British. <laughs> Citizen Sleeper. I did not realize that. I hope that wins. Oli Oli World. Uh, Roller Drome. Total War. Warhammer Three. Vampire Survivors and Two Point Campus. Then when GTA 6 comes out, GTA 6 will win that, because that is a British game. Yeah, it's made by British. Little fun fact. A fun fact. It's their interpretation of America. <laughs> Debut game as Dusk Fall. <laughs> Let's go. The case of the Golden Idol. Stray, Trombone Champ, uh, Tunic, and Vampire Survivor. There's actually a couple of good games in there. Stray and... I, I think Stray is more of like the one that should win because like they went straight into modeling cats cats so <laughs> they're like you know what we want to do with our start we're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make a funny cat and it took off well so did vampire survivors yeah 
There are so many mobile like games that I've come across that are just Vampire Survivor knockoff. Yep. <laughs> it's the greatest mobile game. <laughs> All right, evolving games. So this is like ongoing. Um, Apex Dreams. Remember Dreams? I do remember. <laughs> remember Dreams? Dreams? That's that, like that's crazy like that this is month. on here. Uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, FF A fourteen Online, Forza Five. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. And then No Man's Sky. Like this is a, this is a. Uh, it's makes gonna be sense the usual lineup. No Man's Sky or Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Family. This it just says family, but this is family game. All right. Disney Dreamline Valley. Let's go. <laughs> Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yeah. <laughs> Lego Star Wars. Is kind Let's of go. <laughs> Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Let's fucking go. TMNT Shredder's Revenge. That does. I guess count as a family you... game. Uh, ooh, you're like this one. Nintendo Switch Sports. Let's go! Let's go! The worst game of the year! Alright. Game Beyond Entertainment. What? What? <laughs> game Beyond Entertainment. What the fuck are you smoking? Okay. <laughs> Citizen Sleeper. Endling. Gibbon Beyond the Trees. I was a teenage exocolonist, not for broadcast, and will always have Paris. This is, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, okay, so this is game design, so this is, like, game direction, maybe? Yeah, it would be, like, game direction. Okay, Cult of the Lamb, which deserves it, from what I hear. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors, which also deserves it. Just like you're just holding one stick <laughs> going in circles. Horizon? Horizon, I would say, deserves director more than Game of the Year. In my personal opinion. As someone who's played it. I don't know, as a not very big uh, open world fan these days. Uh... Yeah, it's... <laughs> Right. It's kind of rough. Multi, 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 multiplayer. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, EA Sports, FIFA 23. It's in the game. It's in the game. Not really. Elden Ring. We'll patch I, it in counts. later. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch, Splatoon, and Shredder's Revenge. That's like a standard lineup. Music. So this is like score, I guess. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Cuphead, the delicious last course. That's a good pick. I hear the s- s- soundtrack in Cuphead slaps. Elden Ring, God of War, Stray and Tunic. What score? <laughs> what music in Stray? If if they were gonna the go out and music. pick Stray, they should <laughs> put in Citizen Sleeper. I mean, they already have two nominations for it. Like that. The good music. The, yeah, good music. <laughs> Narrative. Plague Tale Requiem, Citizen Sleep. I actually have, like, I, I I glanced at these, so this is actually kind of cool. Citizen Sleeper, 100% deserves it. God of War, Immortality, Pentiment, and Stray. Again, Stray, you're just walking around as a cat. What narrative? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It's, what it's, narrative? It's, it's, uh, it's a deeper meaning about humans bad, cats good. Cats. <laughs> See, why can't, like, why can't the Game Awards be this type? Like, we have to have the Game of the Year winners in the writing, despite them not deserving writing. Do we? Well, that's why I kind of like the Game Awards, because they have writing 
that makes more sense in writing. But there are games that are better in writing than the the ones that win. Well, I mean, I think God of War. Well, yeah. well, God of War is good, but original property. What the fuck? You know. Citizen Sleeper again. This is the fourth nomination for it. But... That's a good, good, good. Because the Game Awards couldn't recognize that because it wasn't big enough. See, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, Elden Ring, Sifu, Stray, and Vampire Survivors. I think Sifu and Citizen Sleeper should have gotten score over fucking Plague Tale and Stray. You kidding? Me? <laughs> you kidding me? Um, okay, performer in a lead role. They have them split, which is like what I think the Game Awards should do. So I'm just having five total and they have six in each category and they have two categories they have 12 people so you can recognize more folk okay um alan messa as vargas in cod modern warfare 2 um that guy the lady that played the main person in plague tale <laughs> um that lady Christopher Judge and Sonny Christopher Soldier. Judge Sweep. Oh, God of War. Man Engage in Immortality. And then Saban Williams for the Quarry. <laughs> quarry. How did she Saban Laura. Williams do? Laura. Really? Not even the funny frat boat? Not even Justice Smith for I'm so dark and edgy. Okay. Oh my god, God of War absolutely fucking killed this supporting category. Okay. Um, Allison J as Ulva in Horizon. I forgot who that was. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck they're talking about. Alright, Charlotta Mullen as the one in Immortality. And then the rest are fucking God of War people. <laughs> so we have Sindri in God of War, Freya in God of War. Anger Boda in God of War and Thor in God of War. There's well, I mean, four fucking people. I mean, arguably, I think the supporting cast was a lot better than Christopher Judge. I mean, I liked all of them. I'm not saying that's why Judge they should have an bad, ensemble but... category. Because, like, goddamn. Everyone was actually really good. I know. I would have put in Odin over Angerboda for that. That's fine. That's fine. I, I think they both deserve. All right. Technical achievement. Another vague ass category. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality, Stray, and Last of Us Part 1. Last of Us Part 1. Let's <laughs> go sweet! I'll give The Last of Us more awards. <laughs> Okay, now now we're gonna go back up to best game, Cult of the Lamb, which only got like one other nomination. <laughs> Let's like, go. Okay, Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap. What the <laughs> fuck? Stray and Vampires. You couldn't have given. Oh, oh my god. Okay, fine. Whatever. It's fine. No, have Marvel Snap and not Citizen Sleeper. That's cool. Elden that's Ring cool. wasn't there that often either. Yeah, that guy. Uh, a couple, but it it. it God so of War has fourteen. Fair to say that God of War might be winning. Yes, fourteen. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for that supporting category, it'd be at ten. That supporting category was fucking nuts. <laughs> like by process of elimination, it's gonna be one of the God of War people. <laughs> like whoopsie daisy. <laughs> That's gonna be kind of a fucking sweep. It's gonna probably be Freya. 
And I'll, yeah. yeah. Um, that is a funny <laughs> lineup. That's a funny lineup. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what just... Might as well just fill it out with everyone else. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. That was a funny lineup. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I mean, at least we saw a lot of our Game of the Year picks, actually. Some for Citizen get, Sleeper. Get some Stray. We didn't nominate Stray for, like... We nominated for, like, one thing, I think. We didn't... It's At fun. least they nominate niche games. It's like niche the, in quotes. They're the most popular indie games. Pentiment did not. I, I Citizen Sleeper and Pentiment didn't really pick up any traction. Like, well, no, but compared Pentiment to Pentiment, only indies, got one thing. Okay. Baftas. Yeah, but Stray was fucking massive. Like nobody's gonna cover Citizen Sleeper because it's reading. But it's yeah, you see. Polygon put it at number two. See, so like, the people that play it understand that it's good, you know. But I think the, whatever, it's the, fine. The, the game awards are the opposite of the Oscars. In like a good way or a bad way. In a somewhat bad way, because now we can't get recognition for the niche stuff, and then they can't. Oh, get so marketed. you're now happy that the Oscars nominate indie? Movie. Yeah, but they have an issue. Well, sometimes, because everything everywhere have an issue with nominating the, or letting the other movie that was bigger win, or at They've least get They've been nominated. giving it to indie movies for years now. Yeah. The last, like, big budget movie to win was, like... Or maybe I'm lost. just stupid and we haven't seen a good big budget movie in a long time. Well, I'm just trying to think of the last one to win. Argo, probably. Argo was like 20 or 30 million. That's probably the biggest they've had in a while. Well, maybe Green Book. Because they were from big studios. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Most most are indie movies. Like Parasite, EEAO, Coda, um, like Nomadland. 12 Years a Slave was an indie movie, it's, despite its great production value. It's it's not bad that they, they won. It's just, it would be nice to see other nominations. But they nominate big stuff. It's just yeah. not, not going to yeah. win. Yeah. Because it's not, like, important. We don't need it to win. No, they don't need it to win. But that at least that, that recognition is there. That's why, like, like movies like Dune or Gravity are not going to win. Because, like, they're not important. And Gravity just wasn't good. You are of, of a minority in that. Well, I think everyone else is stupid. <laughs> I think they're too blind to see it. They're blinded by Were you bored nostalgia. by a 90-minute movie? I was bored by a 90-minute movie of of that lady breathing her space helmet in space flying around. <laughs> like, I don't care. I think you missed the point. I don't care. I don't care. You're stuck in space. L plus ratio. <laughs> Whatever. Until George Clooney died, then it was sad. Uh -oh. oh, did I spoil that? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> and then he came back as, like, a ghost. And what? Spooky. <laughs> what? There was a ghost? The <laughs> fuck? I haven't watched... I watched that in fourth grade, so... 
Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Yeah, maybe you'll watch it and appreciate it more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I haven't watched it since fourth grade. That's when uh, Marvel was popping off. And that's when you were a Marvel stan. <laughs> that's when I thought they were going to cross you... over X-Men with Avengers. <laughs> Cringe. Cringe, bro. Cringe. Cringe. Deadpool was your favorite superhero back then. <laughs> that's also pretty Cringe. <laughs> Ha, huh, he's edgy. He says the F word and makes sex jokes. <laughs> he's the funny. <laughs> I think he's funny because he wants to bang everything. He is horny. <laughs> okay. Um, You said you had a bunch of reviews. <laughs> so do you want to do this oh, Oscars or do you want to do the reviews first? Yeah, we should probably do the Oscars because I have to actually figure out what I did. <laughs> Forgets what he did. Because I, yeah, it, it pretty much. Alright. Because I don't have six, I just have like four actually. Oh, yeah. One. There's Shazam. Shazam! Yeah, Shazam, The Last of Us, finally finished. Uh, I watched another movie with Elijah Wood. And uh, then I played the Battlefield 1 campaign, so it's only four. Oh. Okay. It's not six. Oh, okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay, this is a funny year. Okay. So, I'm just trying to fill out the, the 2010s and um, 2000s era when it's when we actually know the movies, you know? I want it. I want to do one like one every like three weeks, so it's like almost one a month. Sometimes there might be two, but it's more likely just one a month. You You're know. Telling me I wouldn't have heard of the nineteen sixty nine film Shimonong Bing Bong. No. On twelve Oscars. One nineteen Oscars. Um. So this, two thousand three. So, we're we have finally completed the Lord of the Rings era of Oscar nominees of Hollywood of Hollywood. Yes. So this is the year of the two towers. Um, didn't win. <laughs> Clearly, Twin towers swing. Um, I'll get to the insanity of the two towers because the first one got thirteen nominations and four wins. The second one had six nominations. It got uh, less than double <laughs> uh, the original's nomination. So. It got kind of fucked this year. Um, so the winner was obviously Chicago. Question? <laughs> because Chicago was bad, but people think it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> people are like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's a great musical. I saw it at one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. So I loaded up Chicago, and I thought I was on drugs. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What am I looking at? Like, Renee Zellweger at one moment, it's like a puppet. And there's, like, weird dance. They're, the women are talking about how they murdered their husbands. Like, I was really confused. I don't know what was going Maybe on Maybe you have Chicago. to not watch it at uh, one, one o'clock. Maybe then you can appreciate it. At one o'clock in the morning when I'm delusional. <laughs> what the fuck is going dis on? You're, you're disassociating. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like half asleep and just staring at Chicago on my phone. What the fuck? Your eyes are watering. <laughs> 
I'm like crying. <laughs> you probably woke up with crusty eyes. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Chicago was the... Chicago. Chicago. It's based off of... Um, well, it is a musical. I guess... I don't know if it's an original musical. It might be based off of something, but... Yeah, I think it's based off of another musical. But this was nominated everywhere. It won Golden Globe Comedy Musical. Crazy, it's musical. <gasps> what? It won the Critics' Choice. It won the Producers' Guild. It lost to the BAFTA. That's pretty cool. The BAFTA. BAFTA gave it to the Pianist, which I hear is... Oh, man. He probably plays the piano in that movie, right? Well, it's actually about the Holocaust. <laughs> it's actually about... Oh, is that the funny movie where Adrian Brody goes... Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, directed by Roman Polanski. <laughs> funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Funny yeah. petition, man. Funny petition, man. So, yeah, Gangs of New York. This was this was when Scorsese had, like, a three-movie run where people thought he was going to win his Oscar, finally. And he just didn't. <laughs> until The Irishman. Until, no, until The Departed. We'll get to that year eventually. He didn't I have yet to see The Departed. They use that music... That's used a lot. The stock music. The stock music. For um, sad moments. Um, so yeah, that was nominated everywhere, uh, but didn't win any Oscars. Ten nominations and no wins. Sucks, Scorsese. <laughs> He's the only director to have two movies nominated for ten Oscars that didn't win any. Yeah, Rip Scorsese. Rip though. Scorsese. Um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, nominated everywhere. And then a strange winner. So... Weinstein this year kind of popped off. He had Gangs of New York, Chicago, and this third movie called The Hours. It's, hours. it's like a drama, <laughs> I guess. About the hours. But like he had three movies, two of which got ten nominations or more. Like Weinstein killed it this year. And that's strange. But like he he was obsessed with Oscars. He like when he he basically changed campaigning forever. He played it like a political campaign. So he would be like showing making sure everyone saw his movie. No vote isn't going for him, I guess. Like he was just like I want to win Oscars. I need to win Oscar. I need to be up on that stage fucking constantly. So like, he was just super obsessed with winning awards. So when he finally won for Shakespeare in Love, he's like, he, he got Nirvana and tried to replicate it. So that's why he has three movies in this year. <laughs> like, they loved him and he loved them. So it, it just worked out that way. I would like the... Uh... <laughs> Middle trophy. I would like several gold man trophies, please. Naked gold men. Naked trophies. gold men trophies. I need something to help me sleep. Oh, 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 oh you want a career? Wow, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> you can't say that. That's wrong. That's, uh, that's wrong. Why do you think he got in trouble? <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Okay, so yeah, the hours he won. Both picture categories at the Golden Globes. That's how powerful he was at this point. What didn't get nominated? 
Bless you, bless your soul, bless your soul. Yeah. Jesus, praise <laughs> Jesus, praise Christ, compel you. <laughs> so, the, the one that most people thought could get in was a film called Adaptation. It stars Nicolas Cage and Meryl Streep. It's directed by Spike Jones and written by Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman wrote a script about himself and made it a comedy. And it's about that, I guess. <laughs> him, it's about him writing a script? He, he, Charlie Kaufman wrote a script about himself writing a script. It's very meta. <laughs> what if it was about him writing a script about him writing a script? <laughs> Maybe. I couldn't tell you. That sounds like something that would win like five Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that got Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, and PGA. Um, there were a couple of other movies that were in contention. Road to Perdition. This is the second Sam Mendes movie. His first was American Beauty, which won five Oscars. Um, yeah, this was this stars Tom Hanks. It's like a mobster movie, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Catch Me If You Can was a really good Spielberg movie. I really like Catch Me If You Can. That got critics' choice. Director. This is like a, a historic year because no one won more than like one award so the golden globe went to scorsese for gangs of new york they were like yay we can give scorsese an award let's get him his oscar finally and that's the only thing he won was the golden globe he didn't win anything else but he was nominated everywhere then the critics choice winner shockingly went to spielberg for catch me if you can which wasn't even nominated at the oscar so that was like weird and the DGA went to Rob Marshall for Chicago. And they're like, oh, Chicago's our favorite movie ever. Let's give it a bunch of Oscars. <laughs> so they were trying to give it to Rob Marshall so it could be a picture director winner. That didn't end up happening. The BAFTAs gave it to Roman Polanski <laughs> for The Pianist. One ended up happening. The Roman Polanski won an Oscar <laughs> for The Pianist. And then stuck it. And he couldn't show up to accept his award. I yeah, wonder right. why. <laughs> I wonder why he couldn't come to America to accept his Oscar. <laughs> I mean, that's a curious. That's curious. Huh? Why isn't he in America? Why can't he accept his Oscar? Huh? Like he was. Huh. Yeah. You you know why he you know why he couldn't. It's kind of sus. Why didn't he want to come to the Oscars to accept his award? He thinks the Oscars are rigged, and uh, we support his... No. That's not... That's not... So, he was nominated everywhere except for Golden Globe. Scorsese was Evil nominated everywhere. Del Toro everywhere. be like, Polanski did nothing. He did nothing. Good. Get, good Del Toro. Good. Polanski did nothing. Rob Marshall missed Critics' Choice. Um, here we have Stephen Daldry... For the hours so it was a picture director nominee that got nominated ever except for craig's choice so the person that was supposed to get director was peter jackson for the two towers but he missed despite getting golden globe dg and bafta they gave it a nomination to pedro almodovar who is a spanish filmmaker for a film called talk to her which as we'll get to later, actually won Almodovar an Oscar in screenplay, but we'll get to that later. 
Uh, let's see here. Actor. This was a funny year. So at first, Jack Nicholson was looking to get a fourth Oscar. <laughs> he he had three already. It was a film called About Schmidt, which is from Alexander Payne, who's like a big Oscar nominee. He won Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. But then it shifted to Daniel Day-Lewis for Gangs of New York, which tied with them at Critics' Choice and then won SAG and BAFTA. So it was looking like it'd be an, a second win for him. Uh, but he lost to Adrian Brody for The Pianist, which won nothing. <laughs> Look at this. He only won the Oscar. Like, that's it. <laughs> He went up there and then smooched Halle Berry. <laughs> Even though they were, like, both married or something. He just went up there and just went... And just sucked face with her for, like, a second. Like, that's kind of weird. Um, Nicolas Cage got a nomination for Adaptation. And then Michael Caine got nominated. Because, like, it's Michael Caine. He gets nominated, you know? Um, the big snub... In, in quotes is Richard Gere for Chicago. He won Golden Globe Comedy for lead, and then he was nominated at SAG, and Chicago got 13 nominations. So they thought, yeah, let's nominate Richard Gere! And then he just didn't. <laughs> he was just like, nah, we're not gonna nominate him. I wouldn't have. I didn't think he was very good, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> nominate him, I guess. Fuck you. Actress. Nicole Kidman won lead actress, her first and only Oscar for being the lead in The Hours, won Golden Globe and BAFTA. Renee Zellweger for Chicago, won Golden Globe comedy lead in SAG. This is sort of like a reverse year from like this year. So Chicago's the big best picture winner, and people think. Yeah, Renee Zellweger hasn't won. She's gonna win. She has Golden Globe and SAG. But unlike this year, where that was enough for Michelle Yeoh to win, Renee Zellweger lost to Nicole Kidman, who is not in a Best Picture winner. Which is kind of interesting. You could parallel them differently. But she won one literally like a year later, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> I don't feel too bad. Uh, Julianne Moore got a nomination. This was the last year she was nominated until, like, she won for Still Alice. Like, she just disappeared from the Academy for, like, a decade. <laughs> um, Salma Hayek, her first and only nomination was this year for playing Frida. Do you know who that is? You'll have to look it up, but it's a movie called Frida because it's about Frida. She was nominated everywhere, so that's pretty cool. Um... That's not how you spell. Or oh, Frida, like Friday. Frida. Oh, not Friday. But I don't care about Ice Cube. <laughs> oh, a painter. <laughs> Probably recognize some people, but oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know who it is now. And then this is Salma Hayek, as her. But yeah. Makes sense. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, 
Meryl Streep missed a nomination. Oh no, that sucks for her. <laughs> Meryl Streep. She has like 20 something nominations. It's fine if she misses one, right? It's it's okay. Um, let's see here. Supporting actor. This is interesting. It went to Chris Cooper for adaptation, which won Golden Globe and Critics Choice. Christopher Walken won SAG and BAFTA for Catch Me If You Can. And it was looking like he would win. But I remember that movie, and I think it's shocking that he was nominated anywhere, let alone in contention to win the Oscar for that role. I don't remember him in it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But apparently he was good enough at the time to possibly win his Oscar. I only remember Leo being an actual character in the movie. Everyone else was just kind of there. That's kind of how I felt, but I guess not. I guess not. Ed Harris for The Hours got nominated. Ed Harris, he should win sometime. Paul Newman got, I think, his final nomination for Road to Perdition. John C. Riley nomination for Chicago. He's in the first ten minutes and then fucking dies. <laughs> Why the fuck? Fuck! Did he get nothing? Yeah, where's our Holmes and Watson nomination? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Did I tell you that they caused Titanic at the end? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Holmes and Watson caused Titanic to sink? What the fuck? Oh my god. Why? Because the final act chase takes place on Titanic, and they I guess they did something that makes it sink. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes caused the Titanic. Yes, let's mix a real-life tragic event with Sherlock Holmes. This is a good idea. Oh, my God. That's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Okay. Who was supposed to get nominated? Alfred Molina for Frida. Got Critics' Choice and SAG and BAFTA. Alfred Molina's pretty cool. <laughs> Alfred Molina's pretty uh, but, but there's that one time he uh, was playing a colored person. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> On a story that is vaguely Racist. and somewhat racist. Uh, racist. <laughs> and this, yeah, the story is probably not as black and white as the woman who wrote the book claims it is. <laughs> What? Alright, so supporting actress Catherine Zeta Jones wins supporting for Chicago. Now, this is the first time since actually this, so la this Oscars was the first time since 2003 that no person swept. So you might be thinking, well, why didn't Catherine Zeta Jones win? Well, she was put in Golden Globe comedy lead with Rachel. Not sorry, Renee Zellweger, who won over her. So, no one swept. People got close, but no one swept this year. She did win Critics' Choice and SAG and BAFTA, and then won the Oscar. Meryl Streep won Golden Globe because Catherine Zeta was not there. Queen Latifah got a nomination this year for Chicago as well. Golden Globe, SAG, and BAFTA. I didn't even realize she was in the fucking <laughs> until I started doing this. I'm like, wait. Queen Latifah for Chicago? What the fuck? She was in the movie? What? That that shocked me. <laughs> that shocked me. 
Uh, Kathy Bates for About Schmidt got Golden Globe. Craig's Choice in SAG. And Julianne Moore was in lead and supporting this year for The Hours, SAG and BAFTA. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Cameron Diaz got Golden Globe for Gangs of New York but didn't get nominated. That sucks. Rip. <laughs> rip. Um, rip Cameron Diaz. All right. Original screenplay. Pedro Almodovar wins his Oscar. That's pretty cool. You like to see international filmmakers win Oscar. He was only nominated at BAFTA, but he won that. He won BAFTA and then won the Oscar. So that's pretty cool. Gangs in New York got WGA and BAFTA. My Big Fat Greek Wedding was nominated this year. Critics Choice in WGA. Why not the sequel? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Maybe because it would suck. <laughs> um, e2 Mama Tambien. Alfonso Cuaron movie. Got screenplay. I don't know. It's not very American. It's not American. Here is a funny whim. So it wasn't nominated, but the documentary Bowling for Columbine um, was nominated at the Writers Guild and won the Writers Guild. What's it even about? I actually don't know. I actually don't. All I know is that it's really good and was super controversial at the time because Michael Moore is a controversial human being. That one documentary that year, and it's like a big deal because like he invited up all the other documentary filmmakers and then he just like bashed George W. Bush on stage and like the music started playing to try to get him off and he just kept going and like there was like a bunch of boos and like light applause like it, it's like a it's like an infamous oscar moment when he won documentary kind of based for him i know i know that's what i'm saying um <clears throat> okay adapted screenplay the pianist won screenplay which is interesting that it wins lead actor director and screenplay like like that was definitely number two for best picture like that's kind of that's kind of interesting and it didn't win screenplay anywhere it was nominated at BAFTA and it didn't win adaptation Charlie Kaufman people thought he could win an Oscar they did not give it to him though but he was nominated everywhere he won Critics Choice in BAFTA the Hours was a Best Picture nominee that got WGA in the USC scripter. Chicago was nominated and About a Boy was nominated. What ones were not? About Schmidt, Alexander Payne, he got nominated almost everywhere except for BAFTA. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers didn't get nominated for Adapted Screenplay, even though the other two did. So, it's interesting. Score, Frida wins score. That won the Golden Globe. The Hours won the BAFTA. Catch Me If You Can. That's another John Williams nomination. Again, he's the most nominated person alive, so I'm not surprised he was nominated. Um, Road to Perdition. I think that's Thomas Newman who was nominated. Uh, Two Towers was snubbed. So was The Pianist in Gangs of New York. So... That's, that's interesting. Song. Eminem wins an Oscar for Lose Venom? Yourself from 8 Mile. Well, I was hoping it was Venom. It's, it wasn't. <laughs> Venom. 
get him. It's time to go get him. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I think it's pretty cool that Eminem has him. This is when he was good. So that's that's. Neat. He's good now too. Are you kidding? Have you heard Venom? Venom. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, cinematography. Cinematography. This went to Conrad L. Hall for Road to Perdition, the Sam Mendes movie. Won the uh, Cinematographers Guild and BAFTA. Gangs of New York, Pianist, and Chicago were all nominated. Lord of the Rings snubbed in cinematography. The second one looks really good. Kind of sucks that that was snubbed. They really hate the second one, don't they? Yeah, they fucking hate didn't get screenplay or director, missed cinematography, missed score. Like like I said, you can tell this only got six nominations. It got fucking well, snubbed. It's my personal least favorite, but we'll see. I'm going to rewatch them while I'm building my Lego, while I'm building Rivendell. So. Rivendell. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Editing. Chicago wins editing. It's a very edited movie. That's not too surprising. Um, Lord of the Rings was nominated so was the hours the pianist and gangs in new york not much to say there production design chicago it's a musical set in the past again not surprising lord of the rings was nominated road to perdition that was set in the 1920s so of course that got nominated gangs in new york and frida all movies set in the past or in a fantasy world in the case of the two towers um costume design chicago Again, big, colorful costumes set in the past. Not shocking at all. Uh, Frida, the pianist, which is just people in suits and soldiers. Like, war movies don't get... Well, I guess it's not a war movie. Kind of a war movie? I guess it's a period. Lord of the Rings snubbed in costumes? Why? <laughs> when you look at the costumes, you're going to tell me that doesn't deserve it? Why? The Rukai. I know the Rukai helmets are so... Oh, wait, they have that in the first one, though. Still, I mean, it's cool. Like, that won the BAFTA for costumes, and it wasn't even nominated for the Oscar. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. Makeup went to Frida because they made Salma Hayek look like Frida, so that's why. There was only two nominees in the category. I don't know why there was only two. Uh, the other one was a movie called The Time Machine. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, Lord of the Rings was not nominated. So that's stupid. Visual effects. Hey, Lord of the Rings finally wins. It's great. VFX? What? This is the first time Gollum showed up, so it made sense that it would win. Oh, it's a but, huge yeah. deal, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man was nominated. And so is Attack of the Clones. So that's pretty... That awful, by the... Fucking I think awful. that one is the one that's... The first two are really... have awful vfx i don't think they have good vfx for the time the third one i can defend for having i cannot they're all shit they are all shit they're all dated and bad the first two yeah the third one it it has its moments of awfulness you mean all of it what all looks bad yoda looks so not like that speaking of that there's a clip from the new episode of mando baby yoda doing a flip yeah. And it looks fucking awful, but it's funny. 
And then people are like, look how cool Yoda looks in the third. I'm like, I still prefer the baby Yoda one. Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> funny. That's just disgusting. Well, this is just funny. funny. Um. Oh, God, Yoda and the Phantom Menace is so ugly. I know, and actually, the original trilogy actually holds up. Yeah, but since it's a okay. puppet and not yeah. VFX. Here we go. I'm just going to see if I can find the, the flip in the... In the flip. In the season three. It's like actually like really bad. Wait. Show it. Don't. Oh no. Not that one. <laughs> Flip. Three. Uh, they probably won't. There's a funny. Flip. Yeah. They probably won't. Damn. <coughs> oh. Um. What was it nominated for VFX? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets didn't get nominated. That got BAFTA. Men in Black 2 got the VFX. <laughs> uh, sound editing, Lord of the Rings wins, despite being nominated nowhere. Road to Perdition got nominated, and so did Minority Report, the other Spielberg movie that came out. Uh, what wasn't nominated, Spider-Man did not get nominated for sound editing. Um, sound, this is the sound mixing guild. Or Sound Mixing Award. Chicago won BAFTA and then won the Oscar. Lord of the Rings was nominated. So was the original Spider-Man. That's pretty epic. <laughs> That's pretty epic. And then Gangs in New York. And then Road to Perdition. Animated film. So this is the second year they had it. The first year they gave it to Shrek. This year they gave it to Spirited Away. Miyazaki won an Oscar. It's the only anime film to ever win. And it's a massive win, too, because that, along with Akira, are massively influential on the Western culture in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't love it, but I'm glad it won, because it was nominated against Ice Age, <laughs> Treasure Planet, Spirit, The Spirit of the Stallion, I think is what is Spirit, the Horse DreamWorks movie. And well, a lot of people say that Treasure Island is a hidden indie hidden, gem. Hidden. Well, here's the thing. Lilo and Stitch was nominated. And I would have given it to that, but Disney wins all the fucking time, so I'm fine that Miyazaki won for Spirit of the Way. Um, okay, it's review time, I guess. Well, that's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's that. It's like, yeah, no. Oh, good. This is better. This is better because it's funny. Flip. Nice. Okay. How many do you have? Uh, five. Okay, we can go back and forth. You can yeah, start. Okay. So I saw Scream 6 in theaters. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't like it as much as last year's Scream. But I think it ha it was interesting. I don't know if you care if I spoil it. Uh, no, not really. So there's two sets of killers. Oh, there's four this time? There's five. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, so the f right at the beginning, there's two killers who are revealed, like, they reveal who they are, and they're gonna, which is, like, never happened before, 
So you know two sets of you know a set of killers right away, and they are gonna try to finish the killer from last year's Scream, his his movie Richie, Jack Quaid. They're gonna try to finish his stab movie by killing the main character because she got away, but they die from the actual set of killers. So there's two sets. So the second set, there's two ghost faces, like usual, but there's a third person that helped them, like, run things. So there was, like, three killers. So there's, like, five total, which is kind of nuts, because usually it's, like, two. The third one only had one killer, and this one had five. <laughs> so, like, it was kind of different. But the killers in this one were Richie's family, so they wanted revenge, I guess. Like, okay. That's not too terribly interesting, but I guess that's fine. <laughs> um, so this one's set in New York, and I like the setting quite a lot. There's a lot of intense sequences. There's a scene where Ghostface shoots up a, a, a gas station. Um, or a convenience store, I guess. There's a scene where they're on the subway, and it's Halloween. And there's like a bunch of ghost faces. And they're trying to see which one's the real one. So that's pretty cool. Um, the, the sequences in general were pretty good. But I could tell that this was the longest Scream movie. Because there were some sequences and like characters that felt kind of unnecessary. Um, like Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox, definitely didn't need to be in this one. She kind of just shows up, contributes one thing, and then gets stabbed. And, it, like, I thought she was going to die, and that would have been interesting. But they say, oh, yeah, she healed off screen, she's fine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's that's kind of anticlimactic. Like, all right, I guess that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it was overall pretty well put together. I, I don't have too much to say on this one. The commentary feels more forced than the last Scream movie. Like, they just randomly start talking about, so here are the rules of a franchise. Like, they just, it felt forced, unlike the last one, where it naturally came up in conversation. It didn't feel like a Scream movie, oddly enough. It just had Ghostface and Killers. It felt different, but I mean, I'm fine that it's different. It's just, when they tried to make it feel like the other ones, it felt weird because of it. Um, I'd give it like an 8. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. So, I mean, if you don't what if you don't care if I ask, what was the point of Jenna Ortega being in it then? She's the she's the main character's sister, and she was in the first one who got stabbed but lived. And then sort of just was there. That and sounds then, messy. And then in this one, she uh, is also there. <laughs> she is all. It, the main character is cool because she is the daughter of Billy Loomis and has some psychiatric stuff going on. So she like envisions him. So she kills the last guy in this new one by dressing up as Ghostface and stabbing him like 30 times. So I hope 
it's setting up what I think it's setting up for the seventh. What? They're setting stuff up that they were trying to set up with Halloween, but it failed miserably? <laughs> yes. I want her to become a ghost face, right? In all of these movies, they're like, oh, well, what if it's the main character who just snaps? It's never the main character who just snaps, but I want it to be. That's what I hope this new trilogy is setting up. That because she has some psychiatric problems and all of the shit she's gone through, she's trying to protect her sister and goes nuts and kills a bunch of people. Like, I want that to be the case. And maybe you could actually, like, follow her as the killer, which could be a cool perspective. And I hope that's what they go for. But, like... I don't know if they're going to go for it because I don't think they're that creative. <laughs> um, yeah. They, I don't know. They tried to do that with Halloween twice, actually. Oh, they did? Yeah. One was the the ones after the trilogy was with the four, five, and six was with Michael Myers' niece because Jamie Lee Curtis had a daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So... That's pretty pog. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's the, the new one, which was fucking shit. Off. <laughs> but, yeah. Hopefully they, they manage to actually do that better. Um, if I, they go for it. If they're, they go for it, it yeah. they're teasing it, and I hope they go for it. But I could easily see them chickening out. So, I don't know. I guess I'll just start off with Shazam. Um, Shazam! Shazam! Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it was kind of mid, but it, was, it wasn't that bad. If people are saying it's shit, but it's not It's not shit. shit. It's just okay. Um... I didn't see the point of having three villains. There, it was too much, for me at least. And um, I don't know the the kid's name, but I think uh, Captain Marvel Junior is great. Um, oh, I, the kid that plays Billy Batson, Asher. Oh yeah, Angel. him too. But Captain Marvel Junior, honestly, I preferred to see him more because I don't like Zachary Levi. Like, You're I talking think, about Asher Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Because I Zachary Levi seems too much like Deadpool to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's an old guy who's acting like a kid, and it looks just kind of weird that he's older. And they the just have one. two completely different personalities. Yeah, two completely different personalities as well. Yeah, but did you did you? Oh. There was, there was one other thing, but I forgot. Oh. I don't know if you agree with me, but for a hundred million dollars, it looks really good. Compared to all the other stuff, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> like, it did have its scenes where it was like, eh. But, yeah, especially the over-designed dragon and the, uh, the wood mythology dragon. creatures. I didn't... Looked think they were off no it, it no i'm saying like including all that it it didn't look that bad like yeah for like, like it actually looked like it had camera work that was interesting and it wasn't just all green screen what'd you think of the skittles thing like when you actually okay, saw well it? i know people are like it's product placement but it was actually i, I it was funny and it's kind of funny kind of i thought it was cringe forcefully comedic i I 
comparing Skittles to the nectar of the gods is really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, then she goes, taste the rainbow, mother. And then I'm like, oh, thanks. That moment was like, kill me. Kill me. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. bad. Okay. Okay. And then... All the... No one can... And then... Uh, none of the other family members actually contribute anything besides just the three. And Mary Marvel... I felt like was just kind of there too, but she still had something. I liked her quite a lot. Yeah. I think she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and the motivations suck, by the way. For the villains? For the or... villains. I gotta destroy this world because... They destroyed it. I can't let our dis world grow back. For some, for some reason, I have to destroy this one. And what did you think of the fucking Wonder Woman ending? It was, that was fucking awful. The last ten minutes are really bad. Oh, the only way we can do it is if another god... And then... <laughs> when, like, I knew she would show up. It's just, I didn't think it would be because of that. Like, how, how did she know about him? Why did she show up at that exact moment? What? <laughs> Excuse? Why even kill him? If that is how you're gonna bring him back. She could just bring people back from the dead now? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse? So wait! If she could just bring people back, why the fuck didn't she bring back Steve Trevor? Why was the second Wonder Woman movie the way it was if she could just bring people back from the dead? <laughs> or wait can she only bring back gods maybe it's just gods. is shazam a god shazam but he was a, a kid god. what shazam's a god he's a kid given god powers <laughs> what the fuck okay but that I, makes slightly more sense but I, like not really i did like the beginning though because they're like they're like shit superheroes because they're kids yeah, they're like trying to hit on people because that that makes sense to me because they're kids in bodies of adults and yeah. they want to be superheroes but they're shit at being superheroes because they're worried about kid things yeah that's they're what like, i think oh, these, kitten! these <laughs> just things. leaves people to die <laughs> kitten, what the f that's, what, that's what these movies should have tackled but i felt like it needed to go big it needed to go big it needed to get emotional but it didn't i still thought it was pretty fun I'll yeah. forget that it... I forgot it came out, actually. Like, it came out last week. And I forgot it came out until I saw you rated it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a movie that came out. That's crazy. I only stayed for one post credit scene. I stayed for neither. I didn't tell my dad there was a second one. Because <laughs> I knew it didn't matter. It was the worm guy and the other guy. Yeah. The first one was with Team Peacemaker asking him to join the Justice Society of America. Which probably went nowhere either. <laughs> well, originally it was going to be Hawkman and Black Adam. Yeah. Which is awful that Black Adam would have been the one to do it. But, well, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but apparently there's still a lot of drama between Zachary Levi and him behind the scenes. So yeah. We'll mm. Yeah. Yep. I love drama. drama. Oh, well. This universe is dead and it's time to move on. Blue Beetle will save... Hopefully that's good and he can... Blue Convert Beetle over. will be good. <laughs> Hopefully. Blue Hopefully. Beetle will be good. Even if it bombs, it will be converted. 
Wood Beetle cannot fail. I swear it cannot fail. Please, please, please. Don't fail. Don't fail. I don't care if the fucking Flash is the worst piece of shit in the entire universe. I need Blue Beetle to succeed. Yep. Alright. So, the four final reviews were all John Wick. I rewatched oh, okay. the first three. The first one went down. It's a six. It's mid. It's mid. You think that's the <laughs> best one, but you're wrong. Because I'm sorry, you're wrong. Because it has a... The emotional arc that is just revenge, like, cool. It has fine action. But, like, it's not that engaging, unlike the other ones. Like, I'd infinitely rather watch the other ones, because they the action's better. But it's, like, more engaging, even if the plot is worse... I'd rather watch a funny plot with amazing action than, like, okay action in an okay movie with an okay plot. I wasn't really enthralled on the third one. What? Until the ending. Or, like, like, halfway through the third one. Yeah. Um, I'd give the first one, like, a six. It's mid. The second one's a nine. That shit slaps. (laughs) That shit slaps. There's the, the fight choreography is amazing the silencers are stupid obviously but like, still remember the fight scene at the beginning oh i remember the the funny because train the... one with common with the oh yeah <laughs> even though the silencers don't sound <laughs> they're just shooting and like he go he becomes see the second one's about like world building but i actually understood the world building in the second one the third one got complicated because he had to go to the guy in the desert to become not excommunicado and he had to serve the table the rest of his life to live for his wife's memory but then he changes his mind immediately so the trip was pointless and he killed a bunch of people because of it and then the fight scenes are amazing like right at the beginning when they're in like the antique shop and there's like a bunch of knives and hatchets and shit and like they're throwing knives at each other and catching them and like John Wick has like five knives and he's like pinning people down by their hands and like (laughs) knives just go into their heads and killing them like yeeting hatchets across the room and shit like the fights are amazing in the third one you know like the third one's plot is pretty complicated but I would watch it again because the action is so good okay now we got to get to the fourth (laughs) the fourth i'd give the second and third one a nine by the way so now we're at the fourth one do you know what happens in this one no okay then i will not spoil it because it's a lot to spoil actually so all i'll say i like kind of felt the runtime but like it's paced super well. I, I've i seen some reviews that are like, John Wick's motivation is pointless. And it like, kind of is. But I don't care. <laughs> like at this point, it's not about John Wick. <laughs> like I, It's not about him anymore. It's about the side characters he comes across that are fucking amazing. Donnie Yen is a blind... Ni- assassin guy and he sets up like traps in a room that 
give off doorbell noises so he knows where to shoot and stuff. Like, that's badass. There's a scene. The final hour of this movie is, like, nirvonic. All right? There's a scene where he goes into, like, an abandoned facility. And the camera, instead of going, like, here's John Wick and here's the camera. The camera goes up. And follows him top-down video game style for, like, ten minutes. All in one take. As he has, like, a flamethrower shotgun ammunition that's, like, incinerating people. And they're, like, flying through walls and shit. And, like, my review of it is something that happens in the movie that's fucking amazing. It's, uh, let's see here. I didn't know I needed a scene where Keanu Reeves is in a doorless muscle car as he's having a gunfight getting people run over while French operatic paint it black plays. This entire movie is just batshit insane and fucking amazing. It's so good. <laughs> like, I, I love it. I loved it. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> What? <laughs> I should probably text my dad when we're going to watch it. <laughs> Your face when I described that top-down shot, you were like, uh, <laughs> it's so good. And, like, the side characters are fun. Scott Adkins plays, like, the penguin. <laughs> He's in a fat suit, and he deals, like, cards and stuff. He has, like, five of a kind. There's, like... The amount of action scenes that come to my mind that are so fucking good are, like, amazing. Like, the entire movie is just littered with, like, some of the best action scenes I've ever seen. And that's all you need from a movie like this, to be perfectly honest. I'll need to see it a second time, because the ending is kind of weird. But overall, I really loved the movie. And I've got nothing but almost praise for it. And I'd give it like a 9 out of 10. It's the best American movie ever made. According to that one guy, <laughs> yeah. It's the best I've seen. All the all the movies I've seen are American, but this is the best American This is the best seen. American Yeah, John Wick is in the top 250 on Letterboxd. <laughs> like, chill out a little bit. Like, calm. It's got a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. For critics and audiences. It's at like an 8.6 on IMDb. It's at a 78 on Metacritic. Like, And you thought of two hour, you, you thought for two hours to write a letterbox review that won't get any likes. I didn't know that. that I came up with that in like five minutes. But oh, like, damn. <laughs> but like, You're not an average letterbox user then. No, 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 no. I, I barely write reviews to begin with. But you gotta, you gotta do I don't think you gotta build your letterbox community. Yep. Community, community. Yeah, I thought it was amazing, and it's probably my favorite film from this year so far. It's only been three months, man. Almost into the fourth, but yeah, I've only seen like ten movies from 2023, and it's the best one of them. So I don't know. I didn't go to watch Sundance movies this year, so. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Sunday. Nine out of ten. That was very good. Whoops. Right, you have more. 
Oh yeah, we'll start off with uh, the funny uh, Elijah Wood movie that wasn't very funny. Um, I don't know why. I just saw it on what was it HBO, and I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I'm bored, so I watched a movie called Cooties. It's a, it's it, it's it, okay. It's it's about a zombie outbreak that only uh that only infects kids. Oh. Okay. And he's a teacher in a school. Interesting. And so it's funny that they smash kids' heads in. And I thought they were going to have an actual message, like a deeper meaning. Like the principal had to lock up all the phones and stuff. And then they were talking, really getting really political. Like one of the kids' names is Patriot, and he's going to serve the military for what those terrorists did at 9-11. Like... I thought that was supposed to, you know, maybe mean something, maybe like a radicalization of children, but I'm not sure. But no, they were just kids making who got food poisoning and turned into zombies. What? what? Oh, this also has Rayan Wilson too, oh. as the jo- as the redneck um, fire teacher. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's nothing to it. There was. Th- absolutely nothing i just like seeing kids get their heads smashed base <laughs> jesus and there was another guy he was the he was like the security guard or whatever and he just the entire movie he was just in the van getting high <laughs> like what's the point of him being there i give it a four it's kind of mid <laughs> kind of bad but it has oh and Jack McBraird, he was funny Wreck-It Ralph guy. He's in it too. His entire personality is just I'm gay. Oh. Just like with <laughs> base. No, I don't mean that. It's a joke. Uh, um, okay. Next, I uh, I played the Battlefield 1 campaign because it was on Game Pass. I'm like, I need something to keep me company until uh, until uh, uh, that, until uh, re4 remake comes out so um because a lot of people say it's like the one of the best first person shooter campaigns ever um like mission one it follows you know what the like you probably seen a lot of people just play mission one but mission one the tutorial is where if you die it does the title you know unknown soldier night uh 1889 to 1917 or whatever okay and it, it does that like and it fought it makes you follow um there was a uh, battalion of troopers that were entirely african-american that were like sent on pretty much suicide missions at the time which is kind of sad but they didn't actually lean in on that they were it, there was no story it was just a tutorial and that mission is probably one of the weakest ones because there is no story. <clears throat> You've seen the game visually. Very visually stunning. Yeah. Very visually. I had a lot of cinematic moments. Like, uh, Mission 2 was about you being a tank driver in a tank called Bessie. This is my favorite uh, chapter segment of the Battlefield 1 campaign because you actually get to know the characters. Just kind of cool. Yeah. Just kind of cool. But there's one moment where you have to collect parts to fix the ship and it opens up like a far cry like mission except like because of what the game does with the engine and how it utilizes it it makes it feel a bit better than other far cry like missions 
like I was in a windmill sniping guys with a silent sniper rifle and then they noticed and then they fired an anti an anti uh, tank round on the windmill so the windmill collapsed and I had to crawl into the nearest ditch where they're it's very so then I ran yeah. broke through all the houses and then I eventually I got away and the sirens were going off in the in the small town and then all this, I tried to go out in the streets, peeking around, you know, the little alleyways. And then there's, like, this giant, like, tank that comes around the corner. I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta go back in there. They didn't notice me. But, like, those moments, that's what that's what makes a good... It's very like, action movie It's a very action movie One-man army, even though it's not historically accurate at all. But <laughs> One man army. Um, One it, man will fight the entire <laughs> Nazi <laughs> army. This is World War One. Oh, yeah, you're, so right, just you're the, right, you're right. And you're not fighting just Germans. You fight the Ottomans as well? Yeah. Actually, a majority of the game is just the Ottomans. That's pretty epic. Which is like, <laughs> we didn't learn, I didn't learn that in school. We talked about Americans and how we changed the title of the war. We didn't. We, did. <laughs> we, I mean, did. we showed up in the last six months and took on the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> we showed up and were like, yay, the heroes are here. We're doing all the work. <laughs> like the, Mission, the third one, gets, like, actually nuts and super unrealistic, but they play it off like a taxi driver with the unreliable narrator, but it doesn't make any sense. Sure. So he steals a military plane and steals that guy's identity. Oh. <laughs> but he's American and the guy's British. British. And it eventually it evolves into him hijacking a blimp turret and shooting down another blimp. Yo, so it gets really that that was very Zeppelin Co- fights. That, that was very Call of Duty like <laughs> Zeppelin fights. And then Mission Four is you play as an Italian guy looking for his brother because there was an avalanche that the planes caused to crush a bunch of people, and you're in like this hulking knight armor, like no joke, a knight with a minigun. In World War One, that's <laughs> badass. And this is like the one mission where you don't have to worry about being like tactical. You can just charge and go, <laughs> and they're just ri- you're just ripping. This is that would be the Hungarians, I think. That's what you're fighting. And then five, it was an old Australian guy and a New Zealand kid. That's that's it. Oh, <laughs> people say this is the best one. The Australian guy is funny, but there's nothing to it. And then the sixth one was Lawrence of Arabia. Yo, like, actually? actually? Oh, shit. And it was it was like a Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, because, you know, it was the desert, and there's the missions, you do it however you want. Yeah. And, most, and it, it's like, do it stealthfully. That was, that was awesome. And boss fight with a giant metal train. As it's shooting mortars, and it's destroying the town, and all the... All your soldiers are like, and you're like, Jesus Christ. And you have to take the anti. The multiplayer for Battlefield's nuts from the clips I've seen. Yeah, Just the... the amount of shit that goes down. <laughs> that ca- there's people having dog fights while people are on the ground shooting each other, and there's like fucking tanks, and, and the buildings are exploding, and there's like, yeah, there's like planes. <laughs> it's like. It's just literal fucking chaos, but it's so badass. <laughs> like, get down, there's a... Yeah. Go, go, go. That makes it even better. Just how cinematic it looks. Like, you get mud on your face, blood comes on your face. You know, your weapons blood get all muddy if you get on the ground. It's fucking awesome. Let's go. Like, I wish Battlefront was like this. I want mud on my Stormtrooper, but no. Just Battlefield. But... 
Maybe I'll check out the Battlefield 5 campaign. People say it's not good, but I'm sure it's not that bad. Nah, I probably won't. This is probably the only Battlefield I'll ever play. Okay. <laughs> I just give it a solid 8. Like, it's it's pretty... I wouldn't say, like, the best, but it's pretty good for, sure. for what it is. And I'm sure the multiplayer is fun, but I'm not going to do that. I don't like... Uh, I will say, the only game I've been playing... I got done with the first two of four episodes of the final season of The Walking Dead. And I finished oh, the you... comics. Oh. I finished the comics. That... Did you want to review it? I could, but I'll wait for you to be done. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not reviewing The Walking Dead game, because I'm not finished yeah. with the yeah. final two episodes. But, yeah. Walking I... Dead books are pretty okay. It was certainly more than 4,000 pages of The Walking Dead. <laughs> like, I've been thinking about reading Berserk, but I don't want to sink $400 into it. And I have The Walking Dead to read. And I have... I think that's it. Oh, so, like, I didn't I have... know if you were going to read it. So I don't know if you wanted me to give your volume back. or Let's just see if I ever come around to it. Because it feels weird not having the first volume in my collection, yeah. so I'm like... You <laughs> probably just take it and I'll just let you know when I feel like reading it. Okay. Well, because like, you bought one of the volumes, so I'd, I'd be fine with buying the, the other one that I didn't buy. But I don't know if... I don't know if you wanted it back or not. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's fine. You could probably just take it. Because <sighs> I also have to read From Hell, too. But I love this the the how it's presented. It's not every twenty pages it tells you the issue title. It presents it in chapters, and the chapter is like the volumes that they are collected in. So like each compendium is eight chapters or like eight volumes. So, like it it became more of a page turner as it went on. The uh, the first volume, I'd say, is actually the worst. <laughs> so that's not entirely the best start. It's, like, really boring, and it's all, like, character stuff that doesn't matter, because mostly everyone dies anyways. But For like, shock. The second to fourth volumes actually don't kill as many people off, so there's actually more time to develop them. So you actually care when shit does go down. And I like how it goes to more like Rick bringing back the entirety of civilization. <laughs> Even though that's not what happens at all. They present it that way. He's like, oh, he's such a good guy. It's like he murdered hundreds. <laughs> he murdered hundreds. <laughs> he slaughtered so many fucking people. <laughs> what the fuck? He yeah, was he... such a great guy. <laughs> like, it feels like a ludonarrative dissonance thing almost. <laughs> Like, did you forget everything that he had done? Maybe that's the point. Maybe no. he was the Walking Dead at the, in the end. Well, no, because, like, in the first volume, when they're at the prison, oh. he gives, like, a four-page front-and-back monologue. About how they are the Walking they Dead. They are the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. But in the fourth volume, when he's at um the big place in Ohio. The Commonwealth? Commonwealth, that's yeah. it. It's when they're at the Commonwealth. Ohio? And I thought it was in D.C. No, they're in D.C. Yeah. The Commonwealth's in Ohio, in the oh. comics. 
Ohio. Ohio. Ohio doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> but I don't know. I liked a lot of the. I thought. Do you know the ending? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Carl is old now, older. And he's telling the story to his daughter. Well, that's like the very last yeah. issue. But there's like, like over like fifty pages, of him just doing stuff. Like, and he's with Sophia, who dies in the show, like, right away, <laughs> in, like, the first couple seasons, from what I hear. But Sophia lives through all of it. She does? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Uh, oh, but he bangs that one lady named Lydia, who's in the show, while Kyle, while Carl is dead. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Carl does not die, like, yeah. in this show. Yeah. Sophia does not die, like, in the show. And Carol's not even in the show, in the book. And now there is Daryl. Those are the two that aren't. And yeah. Andrea makes it all the way to... She makes it to the um, the beginning of the fourth compendium while she dies in like the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah. She makes it to past the fight with Negan. She gets to the Whisperers before she dies. Oh, I thought she died. So like... they, she dies because she's bitten by a horde. Oh. Bitten by someone in the horde. So she turns into a zombie. That's what happened. And he, she was Rick's girlfriend in the comics, right? Andrea? Yeah. She was married to him, actually. They got oh, married. Oh, they got married eventually. Yeah. And in the show, it's Michelle. Yeah, which I I knew about that relationship, so I was waiting for, for it to happen in the comics, and it never did. And it, when it was Andrea, I'm like, oh, actually, that makes more sense. <laughs> like That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I really like the black and white look. It'd be kind of weird if it was in color, honestly. I kind of like the aesthetic with it being in black and white. Um, well, because the show, well, it's, I, I, well, not, I thought it would always like present it as a Western, somewhat. Oh, in the show? Or? Not the show, but the, the comics, because it's a cowboy and it's uncivilized. The, the, the show jumps on and off the western stuff i don't know i didn't see it as a western because it's a cop <laughs> like but i guess it makes sense it's a cop in a lawless in a lawless land <laughs> he's trying to keep the people together no but he's like a psychopath he he's a fucking is. psychopath he is a, it's he, so weird that they're like Oh, what a great guy. Rick is so good. He's He should be worshipped and we build statues of him. He like, is a literally me character. He is a psycho. He but it's implied that The Walking Dead went at the end. Of the show? No, of the book. No. Because I thought there were zombies surrounding his statue. And that like implies that they won in the end anyways. No. Oh. No. So those people lied to me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was the original. So there's like a two-page, one-page front and back. So two-page, like final note from the author, Robert Kirkman, and he said the original idea. So when he was at like issue twelve, his idea was he would get to, Rick would get to Alexandria, and he would give a monologue about how it's great. And it would cut to him as a statue and the walking dead would be around him and it would be like the end. But he said that ending was fucking shit. So <laughs> he kept going and then he got to the actual ending, which is 
they win. The Walking Dead are like still around, but there's very few. They were able to bring civilization back. If there was one, that would make the most sense to me, at least, because like you can't repopulate the zombies forever. You can't what? You can't re- make the the zombie population won't last forever. Yeah, or especially in America, because it's not as many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I I'm glad I spent like over a day's worth of time reading every issue of The Walking Dead. Um, I don't. They never mention what actually caused the zombie apocalypse. So I don't know where you got the information. Robert Kirkman at Comic Con, I think. Oh, he just like yeah, I was a. Uh... Okay, I thought that was gonna be in the comic. No, and it wasn't. I uh, he did it. He, I don't even. I think he did it unless it was the show, but he did it after the comics ended. I think. Well, so. see, I like that you don't know what happened. They kind of just come back. See that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they just kind of come back. Like, sure. Like, oh fuck. As a kid, I was like, hmm, "What started it?" But like now, it's like, "Oh, it could like be a metaphor for something." I it's guess, more interesting. It doesn't really matter when you don't know. They're yeah. kind of just back and like, "Oh shit," because <laughs> like they don't care. So why should you care? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't care if it's an alien virus, which is dumb. Why? It was an alien. Robert Kirk. I don't believe. He probably pulled it out of his ass because I'm pretty sure he said he, I, he doesn't really care. So I'm sure he just pulled it out of his ass for people to just shut up. Okay. So that sounds like something he'd do. Okay. So, so. it's not an alien virus. I refuse to believe yeah, that that's what happened. Probably pulled it out of his ass and was like, "Yeah, here, here. Are you happy now? <laughs> are you happy? Can will you shut the fuck? <laughs> are you happy now? Will you shut the fuck? Because." Every time someone brings up Clementine, he hates it. So, but Clementine's so good. <laughs> but he hates when people just bring up shit. <laughs> when the, when, when people not, just constantly talk about stuff. He hates But he's like, Clementine. you just don't get it. <laughs> he hates Clementine. Because he didn't write it. <laughs> he's like, it has to be my kid. <laughs> See, I would actually want to make The Walking Dead. But like an animated show. That's also in black and white. An adult swim, but not funny. Dark and gritty. Dark and gritty. Like, like, uh, Samurai Jack. That was, like, R-rated. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny, because it was a kid's show turned R-rated. Like, like, All those people grew up, so... Yeah, that, that's true. But, see, I just... I mentioned, like, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, but when I read The Walking Dead, that I started, like, adding music to it in my head. So, like... I kept doing that, and so I'm like, well, if I made a TV show, there wouldn't be, like, a theme. So, like, when music did play, it'd be important, almost. So, like, I I sort of just, it got me invested more when I would be reading it, and then something would pop up, like, oh, what if this played in this this moment? I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. If there was a good show, (laughs) I can write it down, and that could play, you know? So, like, at the end, when he's reading with his daughter, I'm like, well, what if, at the beginning of the show, Rick has, like, a cassette tape that he put, plays in his car that Carl has now when he's an adult, and he plays it for his daughter, the mixtape, and that would play through the credits of the last episode. And I'm like, oh, I that could be a cool idea if they made a good show. <laughs> they made a good Walking Dead show. Nah, they have to kill. And it's not even going to end anytime soon. 
Rick is back from the dead news with me. And, uh, and Daryl is in Paris. How? No cap. Like, actually, he's in Paris. How did he Paris. get to Paris? That is a good question. <laughs> Unless it's Las Vegas, it's the fake Eiffel Tower. But, like, the poster they dropped, he's in fucking Paris. <laughs> like, go them, because, like, I like the Fear, Walk, Fear the Walking Dead because they went to Mexico. Like, that's Mexico interesting. Filter. I want to know what's... <laughs> Going on. <laughs> Filled with stereotypes. Oh, no, actually? I don't think so. I only watched that show once, and I don't know if I'm going to ever Like, an it. episode or like I, a season? Oh, it was two seasons. And then my dad's like, yeah, like, they had a villain who's actually pretty not bad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> don't. What was your favorite arc in The Walking Dead, then? Ooh. Not the prison arc, because that's boring. Yeah. I would say uh, from uh, damn there's like a like a the commonwealth stuff is like like a a weaker ending I would honestly say from Rick's takeover of Alexandria to the end of the whisperer stuff oh so so there's like a uh, two compendium it's kind of just put in there that I would say are really great. Well, then would it be the Whisperer War or the... Uh, I would say my Savior? favorite is actually like the Negan one. But the period from when Rick takes over to the end of the Whisperer arc is my favorite. Because it's like the same location. They're not like running around to different locations meeting a bunch of new people. It's like the same people, but just like getting picked off as more and more threats show up. And I find that more interesting. So I think that time period in the comic, that time frame is my favorite. Does the Whisperer War in the show only last like half a season? Which is strange, because that's like the like a lot of the com fourth compendium. That's the beginning to like three-fourths way through the compendium so it's like 750 pages does negan have a redemption arc he does actually and it's good it is good because i know he strange. bangs Be beta right no alpha he bangs alpha. he trot no so yeah he does he's gonna and then he decapitates her <laughs> that's that's the end of that so, war so what happened is this different in the show I don't is think he, he in the Whisper arc in the show? He is, but I think he actually bangs her. I'm not sure, though. So what happens in I the show? I didn't finish that arc. I, well, yeah, I didn't finish that because they introduced the Whispers the second half of one of the seasons by killing a bunch of people off. Like, The Walking Dead wants to do what Game of Thrones did with the Red Wedding and just kill a bunch of people off at once, which is stupid. But yeah, they introduce them like the, like they're they don't actually go to war until like, uh, no no I think they introduce them halfway through a season, and then they finish them off halfway through another season. Hmm. So like, is Negan in the arc? Like, what does he do? Negan is with Judith, and he becomes like her dad. Who the fuck is Judith? <laughs> Judith is a show. Carl's uh, sister. And it's either Shane or Rick's who Shane or Rick who are the. Father. Oh, so she's actually born in the show. In the comic, she suffocates and dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's born, 
and then Laura falls on top of the baby and crushes it. <laughs> like, it's super fucking dark. Like, good lord. Yeah, it's not great. Um, okay, so Negan is like a complete asshole throughout the arc of his where they go to war, but instead of killing him, they keep him prisoner. And he actually agrees with Rick on the idea of bringing back civilization via peace. So he goes to the Whisperers and decapitates Alpha and brings back her head as like a like a trophy, but like to show that he's on Rick's side. So even though Rick doesn't trust him, Negan saves Rick's life like twice. And so Negan actually is given supplies by Rick and he leaves. And then at the end of the show, when Carl's like older, Negan is a part of their community, but he just never leaves his house. It's like he's actually a part of civilization and he's like a good guy. It's just the people that remember him are giant asshole. Like they don't like trust him still, despite everything that he did afterwards. So like, I thought he was a super interesting character because he actually agreed with Rick, which I never expected. I thought he was just an, an evil asshole. But he actually, like, changed as a person. I'm like, hey, that's interesting! What? Because Rick kept him alive? Yeah. It's like, you can change, man, but he doesn't trust him anyways. Rick doesn't trust him, but Negan tries to build trust. But be they don't trust him because, you know, he killed their friends. And, you know, bombed their town and stuff. Which, like, makes sense, you know? Like, he was an asshole. But he, like, tries to show that he's changed. So I find that interesting. I'm like, hey... Peace is an option. Decapitate Alpha. Well, that's I want true. peace. <laughs> so is he the best character in the comics? Though? I would kind of maybe agree that he is. In the time that he's in it, he's pretty great. He's got really funny lines, and he's like super like readable, and like his like relationship with Carl is interesting because he thinks Carl's a badass despite being like a yeah. nine-year-old. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. And like Carl actually kind of trusts Negan. So like they he they build the relationship off that. And I'm like, Negan's like an asshole, but I like his character arc where he becomes a good guy. You know? Like I get Rick holds grudges, but like I thought it was interesting what he did, you know? I'm just like, hey you saved people's lives and you helped them leave and you trying to be a good guy. And he comes to terms with the fact that his wife died instead of naming a baseball player. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know. Negan's great. Rick is an asshole half the time, like a psychopath. <laughs> and the other half, he's boring. So like, even though I enjoy his character when he is a psychopath, he's like, not like a great person i don't know i like a lot of people the show follows the first compendiums problem i feel like of just killing people off randomly as the comic progresses there's actually more weight when people die so i find that more interesting later i i because yeah the, the right when art when carl disappears in the comics for a bit that's when he's in the show he disappears but then he comes back for a couple episodes and is killed off Oh, what? What? <laughs> so it's like... I don't know why they would kill Carl, though. He's so, like, interesting. 
They killed him off because that was the point in the show where, like, you don't have any balls because Rick was going through the fate. Because Rick in the show has an arc where he wants to be peaceful and not be a psychopath anymore. Since the prison, because he was farming. it's I think they just call it, like, the Farmer Rick arc he goes through for, like, four seasons. Where he's kind of a pansy and he doesn't stand up for himself. Because he's all, like, mopey and depressed. And then when Carl oh, dies, Carl is like, you need to grow some balls, man. <laughs> he grows some balls and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> well, see, Rick's arc is more better than that. <laughs> it is better than that. So he, like, actually has an interesting... Because, yeah, in the prison, he's like, if you kill someone, you deserve to be killed, Right? He, he's sort of like a give a life, take a life. And he's like, we are the walking dead. And he changes his mind about what's good every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, meets up with a couple of people and they go to Alexandria. And he's like a psychopath because he wants to take it over. He's like, I want this. It's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he murders the main guy. Or, no, does it? I think he murders the main oh, guy. He murders him in the comics? I think Jesus. so. Just forceful takeover. I think so. I could be wrong. I could... Be, I read that, like, t- like a month ago. I could be wrong. In the... In the... In the show, it's forced drama, because he, uh... Rick is hitting on the doctor of the town's wife, so the doctor gets mad because he has anger issues and kills the leader. What? Or kills the leader's husband. Oh, because in the comics, the leader's a female. In the in the show. Yeah. The In the comics, it's a dude. Yeah. It's an old guy. I, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm wrong. The wife dies. The, main, the leader's wife dies and he kills himself. That's even worse. Yeah. And then Rick's just like, hey, I could take it over now. <laughs> I could take it over now. So he just, he takes over. Because she goes crazy in the show where she just sort of just walks into a herd, I think, and just lets herself die. Oh, what? Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick takes over forcefully. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he meets up with the people of Hilltop. Yep. And that's cool. And then... Maggie's like, yeah, I want to go to Hilltop. She forcefully takes over that. Yeah, too. she takes over, forcefully takes over Hilltop, because Gregory, the guy running it, is a is a pansy. <laughs> yep. And he, she takes over when Negan's like attacking, and then they meet the kingdom, and Michonne is asked to run the kingdom. I don't think she does, but she's like asked to. Oh. When the main guy dies. King Ezekiel doesn't die in the com- in the show, I don't think. Ezekiel doesn't die? I don't think so. So Ezekiel gets kidnapped and gets his head cut off by the Whisperers. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did Jesus die? Jesus did not die. Because that's how they... That's how they started the... That's not how they started. That's how they showed the threat of the Whisperers. Oh, the heads on pikes? No. No? That was... God, who did they kill off? It was that lady with Eugene. I don't remember her name. And then like four other people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The that woman. Yeah. Fuck. What's her name? She was with the buff guy. Yeah. Who dies? And then Eugene is like, "Hey, you want to live together?" 
And then she dies. She is the character in the show with the most screen time. Oh no, what? But Ew. she has like no development. That makes sense. <laughs> so. Yeah. But it's mostly because she's always just there. Mm-hmm. She's the main character? She's not the main character. She's like just there. She has the most screen time because she's just there. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. No. So, in the comics, the Whisperers take off their masks and blend in at a fair that oh, the, yeah. uh, Alexandria holds. And they kidnap people, cut off their heads, and put them on pikes. And they have, like, a row of, like, 20 heads of, like main characters that they kill off after they kidnap them and ezekiel's one of them they did that in the show except it was just one person oh no it's like a line of no it was a line of six people but you only care about one of them oh okay and that person's a semi-careful well i mean i didn't care about most of the people that did die but ezekiel was there i'm like no ezekiel is jerry in the comics jerry is not in the comics jerry is played by the shazam dad Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and he's like the bodyguard. He's kind of funny. <laughs> Jerry. It's just, he has a battle axe. Yo, what? Yeah, I yeah. don't remember if he dies, but yeah. See, I like the second compendium onward because of all of like the world building that they do. Because the first one is not about world building. It's about hopping around, killing off the ensemble as they get to the prison. That's why I like the Fear the Walking Dead show better than The Walking Dead. Because it's, first of all, it's able to let characters actually grow. But when they jump around, they do it to show where the state of all these other places are at. So it's like scenic. Oh, I yeah, guess, yeah. You know. They're in Georgia from like the first compendium. And then they go to virginia so yeah they meet up with the people from texas who follow eugene blindly because he's a quote-unquote scientist and he's like yeah let's go to washington dc guys trust me he makes it right to the end he does make it to the end (laughs) chad eugene yeah i'm a scientist guys yeah see i thought he was like an asshole but he's actually super cool he builds like a bullet factory it doesn't yeah he sets up like a bullet manufacturing thing he he builds a thing that allows people to make bread. He, like, builds the railroads that connect the east to the west coast at the very end of the fourth compendium. Like, the dude's a mad genius. Did he, you know? Did he, um, did he, like, how did the, did he do the, um, in the show he joined the Saviors? The Saviors is Negan's group. He does... He's captured by them. He doesn't join them in the comic. Cause, and then they force him to make bullets for him. Well, so in the comic, he actually... He blocks in the facility because he's making bullets for Rick. And then Negan shows up because of, like, zombies showing up and they fired bullets to kill the zombies. And then Negan captures them. And is like, tell me how to make the bullets. And Eugene's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and then he gets saved by Rick, who shows up at the Savior's headquarters. And then Eugene, like, has an identity crisis because he doesn't feel he's important enough, despite the fact that he's built, you know, bread-producing 
facility and built like the place that manufactures bullets so he's actually like the most important one outside of like rick you know he goes through that same arc in the show except he goes to the saviors because they make him feel like he's actually wanted so because but they're actually just using him oh sure but that's he he, i like when he's more loyal and dedicated well that's the thing here he was all of that he he makes bullets for them but all that is a facade He's a double agent. <laughs> he he makes he he sabotages the bullets so when they do the final war all of their guns explode in their faces. Yo, okay, that's kind of bad. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, Eugene's a chap. What else does he do? I think they like pour It's Rosita. That's yeah, his, Rosita. That's yeah. the person. Rosita. Rosita. So, in the comics he like has a crush on her and like asks her to move in. And then they actually start dating, but Rosita's like a bitch and cheats on another person and is gonna like have his baby. She gets pregnant, but her head gets decapitated. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe Okay, maybe she's better in the show. She's she is still a bitch, but <laughs> Yeah. Like I could talk about it for a while. I really love what they did three fourths of the of the <laughs> three fourths. I swear. Once you get past the first thousand bits, it gets really good. <laughs> That's like really lame saying after the first thousand pages, then it gets good. But like, it's true. You just skip to the... Skip to the second compendium. Then it's good. And now you understand the world building for the games too. Yeah. So like, I started playing season four of The Walking Dead. And there's a whisperer in the second episode. He's like, they attacked a community, and I left. I'm like, oh, I get, he's, I, I, I know what he's talking. I know what he's talking. Soyge, But like, it's actually interesting because now I actually caught some of the references. But yeah, no. When he said that, I was like, oh shit, oh let's go. Let's go! Meet up with Glenn again. Oh. Oh. (laughs) See, I don't know if it's... Is The Walking Dead connected to the comics? The the, the video game. Is it connected to the comics or the show? Oh, if it would be... It would be connected to the comics. Okay. But I don't think they're canonical to each other because Kirkman only likes the things he writes. (laughs) Is there, like, spinoff comics about, like, Rick's sister and shit that's, like, really weird? So. Did he write that as well? I don't think so. Because oh. it has a really weird art style. <laughs> yeah. See, it's actually strange. The art style of the first volume is different than the rest of the comics. It's like super noticeable. Because it's like really like outlandish and everything's like super exaggerated in the first volume. But then the rest of it just looks like fine. And like completely normal. Should it stay? Maybe they just didn't want to put that much effort into an art style. Yeah, I mean, I like how it looks the rest of the oh, time. Yeah. So do I. Like that's influential because there are zombie movies that like are that's very influential for zombie media. The art style, so cell shade. Yeah, cell shade. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not gonna talk about season four too much, but until like next week probably. But oh well. 
I don't have any other reviews. You probably had more reviews. We are on a Walking Dead tangent. I just have the Last of Us TV series. Oh, okay. I, I didn't... I don't want to dig through all of the episode ratings. Sure. But... Well, you can just tell me um, the ending, because I saw that it was you rated it a 7. <laughs> yeah, I gave the final episode a 7. It was the worst episode of the entire show. Damn. Which really sucks, because they specifically... A lot of the episodes they did, they did a lot of things better than the show. Season 3, episode 3 comes to mind, because that is the best episode. And then the episode prior was amazing as well. Episode 8. And um, even the premiere, the premiere was spectacular. That's how, and, but, I don't know how, they condensed it to like 40 minutes. So like, The way they did the whole hospital shooting was not good. Because the throughout the entire show, there was actual weight to killing people. But then in this one, they like forcefully tried to make it seem like it was there was weight to him murdering people. Hmm. Because it was just like a montage. And it was really weird. Like, a montage with sad music playing. Nice. <laughs> well, that's because there's no gameplay. You don't spend, like, three hours <laughs> fighting through the hostel because you keep dying. Me. <laughs> Me. Yeah. I was so bad at that final mission, I had to repeat well, it several. there's, like, five guys with assault rifles, and they're, like, surrounded. And you have no ammo. It's bullshit. They did recreate the scene with him just slowly walking up to the... Oh, the door. The yeah. door. Don't they mention the doctor's name now to sort of set up season two? I didn't hear it, but oh. yeah, probably. There was no Abby cameo. Sure. Well, there was. Laura Bailey was one of the nurses. Oh, yeah. But And then Ashley Johnson was the mom. Yep, Ashley Johnson was the mother, too, in that episode. Uh, but they... It just felt really rushed, the finale, to me. And that's what brought it down. Because I was hoping for another long episode where we'd... Not where they'd drag things on, not to, like, for the sake of dragging it on. But so we could actually understand what situation Joel is in. But it's just sort of like... Maybe that's the point to Joel made a quick decision. But overall, I think the show was amazing. I like. Uh, I took all the average of my scores was nine point two. Damn. So. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, what really tanked it was the fin finale. I think it was like th episode four. I, th I think episode like four or five maybe, and the finale were weak. And it wasn't even that bad. It's just good. It's coming out on Blu-ray really soon, so... Nice! I can finally get... Really soon. Huh? What the fuck? Multiversus will close its open beta on June 25th and be taken offline. The game is planned to relaunch early next year. 
What about all the in-app purchases you can make? Are those just going to be taken away? Well, it's like when people bought all those loot boxes for Overwatch, but then that just got taken from them because they closed Overwatch. It's just like Battlefront 2 because they just gave everything for free. Maybe. I mean, the <laughs> characters are free. You unlock them by doing the challenges. Yeah. Like so the like, skins <laughs> that you purchase and stuff. And the Battle Versus has been, like, dead. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, like, so fucking dead. Like, they just... They didn't do anything with it. Was it 99% last week or two weeks ago? Oh, drop-off? was off? reported, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Their last character was Marvin the Martian three months ago. Actually, no, like, four months ago. They don't add new characters. They added one new stage... The entirety of its lifespan. They basically realized that they launched it too early. And they couldn't keep up because... They're like... They tried to just release it. And they're like, guys, look at this! We're a Smash Club! And then... No one cared afterwards. And they couldn't keep supporting. And their plans changed. They kept changing like what their next character was going to be. So eventually they're just like, um, what? <laughs> what? what if we just, uh, take it, take it out of, uh, early access and we bring it back later in next year. I mean, they might as well have just waited two years then <laughs> to release the damn thing. Like, I don't know. Who said they're bringing it back? They just did. <laughs> I mean, it's. Warner Brothers, and it's a game from Warner Brothers, so, you know. It's true. Like, you can't. Yeah. Be surprised. Oh, Multiversus canceled. Rip. Rip. <laughs> Rip. It was Rip. mid. It was pretty okay. It was mid. <laughs> it was mid. I wish there were good Smash clones. <laughs> I wish there were good Smash clones. Oh, I forgot to mention. In what? Battlefield 1. The score is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh. That's pretty like, cool. You know the pilot thing I was talking mm. about? With who's flying and he's... The music in that is like Hans Zimmer, like Inception shit. Yo. So it's like even better. Yo. Sadly, that guy passed away, though. Who did? The guy who did the composition for that. Oh. Oh, and Sony also filed a patent for NFT use and transfer and sales. What? NFT? But they probably did that because of... Uh, they had an idea for doing it, but they, they're they canceling it. And Spider-Man 2 will be coming out in September. Reportedly. 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 Which is with Starfield. <sighs> Sorry, I'm picking Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Now I have... Like, am no, I... You... Like, Spider-Man, I'll get spoiled what will happen. Sure. But then Starfield, I might, but I'll put more time into Starfield. Sure. So it's like a, it's a dilemma, man. What do I do? I've been waiting 10 years. I've been waiting a really long time for Starfield. But Spider-Man 2, I'll be spoiled within the first day what happens. Yeah. Because of those shitty YouTubers that data mine everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this character dies. Oh, um, see, I oh I need to buy a PlayStation Five. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I need to buy a. You have to get those new Ubisoft games, because I don't know if you heard, they're using AI to write their games now. 
I'm not even joking. Let's they have go. a program set up and everything. Let's go. <laughs> Shitty AI dialogue. This is the next. This is actually the next step in human evolution. Not doing anything. The ourselves. wizard came from the. Okay. <laughs> the wizard came from the. <laughs> I should restate. They are using AI to come up with drafts, like an outline, and then the writers will fill out everything else. That wizard came from the moon. <laughs> destined. Destined. Awful destiny. Alright, do you have anything else? I wonder if there's an... Yeah. Oh, no. Do. We'll just... Are we still doing the uh, tier list? Yeah. We can do a shitty... A stream. We can do a... Yeah, we'll do, we can do a shitty destiny... Uh, destiny quote tier list. Let's go. <laughs> that wizard came from... That the wizard moon. came from... Uh, Chili Marty sixty nine on uh, Twitter, uh, the real Chill Mart on Instagram, uh, Chill Mart podcast on YouTube, and Chill Mart on Spotify. Yeah. Peace out, Broskies. Oops. Keeps going. Keeps going. Keeps going. Oh shit. <laughs>